Hey, this is Bob and the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life, get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what the world needs to stop doing in Israel and Gaza and Orange County and everywhere (laughs) in downtown L.A. models. Everybody needs to stop dying. Why won't they listen, Bob? Why won't they listen? Just think if all those homeless people downtown stopped dying and they just lived to be the oldest people in the world, always living on the street. Well, the newest feed today was they thought this woman was murdered, a model, some sort of model in downtown L.A. It turned out it was a cocaine overdose. But the crime scene, they said, when they initially talked about it, was covered in blood. Like, I remember, and I talk about it, my good friend Greg Lindborg, who I think you knew, Mike, that me um, me and Anthony lived with, he... He had blood come out of him from a cocaine overdose. So it is possible to bleed, Chuck, from an overdose. Uh, yeah. I've seen yeah. some bloody overdose scenes have where you? Have you? people fall. People, people fall, don't hit their heads, that. they open up. Yeah, it's not always, they don't just go peacefully a lot of times. I mean, well, that depends a, on where they are. That's another sadness of addiction death. William Holden, the great actor from Network, from, uh, I think he was in, in, uh, from here to eternity, wasn't he? William Holden, great actor. He was in Earthquake. Chuck would, Chuck, he would know Earthquake, <laughs> wouldn't you? Of course. All the skyscraper, Earthquake. <laughs> yeah. Towering Inferno, the Towering Inferno. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah, also he in Days days of Wine. Uh, wait, uh, the AA movie, the day, Days of Wine. Days and of Rose. Wine and Roses, yeah. right. Ah. So William Holden was a functional alcoholic. His girlfriend, long-term girlfriend, was... Stephanie Powers of Heart to Heart. Remember the TV uh, show Heart to Heart? Yeah, yeah. But she couldn't live with him because of his drinking at night, you know, five o'clock. You got to start. Um, uh, and sadly, so she would leave and go to her house that night. And he fell, cracked his head on a coffee table and bled to death. Not So yeah. did he die of alcoholism? No, he died from what cause of uh, death is i would uh, say he did yeah <laughs> but th- that's not what they say on the autopsy so yeah. and and we know that we're, we're pretty dark we're pretty direct around here on the don't die podcast people are dying every day from addiction and it's not labeled addiction they're dying every day from from alcoholism it's not labeled alcoholism they're right. dying every day from mental health issues it's not labeled mental health issue Whatever you die from, pneumonia, from being outside homeless, that's what you died from, pneumonia. El right? Duce got hit by a train when he was drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he got, he, he <laughs> on his death certificate, it said he got hit by a train. Didn't say no. why. Didn't he died of alcoholism, though. Yep, 100%. <laughs> and there is joy in the world. There's joy in the world. This is what I tell everyone. You guys have been through hell, the two of you. It makes me, here's the thing, what you guys have been through, and I don't know how much you want to talk about it, why we haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks, but 
you guys have been through hell and everybody kind of knows the hell I've been through. Now I'm like third man on the totem pole of hell. I can't complain. <laughs> I can't complain about my life now. This yeah, is, and I was thinking what? about this. How am I going to do a podcast where I can't complain because my two partners have gone through hell for the last two weeks. So do you want to address it, Chuck, or you want to keep it private? It's up to you. You know, I've, I've kept it to a minimum on, social media because it just it just brings too much weirdness right but yeah it's just it's too many people uh and like but yeah bug uh my i mean we just saw him we just saw him he was just at the podcast at ohana right and then when he called me i couldn't (laughs) believe it it was like two or three days later it was that thursday right so four days four 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 days days later. later He's he's in the emergency room with acute liver uh, kidney failure, and oh, so un fucking believable. Such a beautiful child. Oh my god! And, and there's a know, god. And all you people believe in God? Are you kidding me? Like Dick Cheney still alive? But that happens to Bug. <laughs> come on, come on, okay, no. come on. Okay, <laughs> but the you know so. But the the cool thing is is that. What's sad is that he didn't complain a lot. So when your kid's got a blood pressure of 174 over 110 and he's not acting like himself and, and oh, then they go, man. oh, they gave, they give him fluids and they go, yeah, just watch him overnight. So to make a, a long story short, because it was a lot of, man, I got to see who my wife is and I'm more than impressed with who she is and how she walks through things with dignity and just love for that kid. And it's just so cool. But the, uh, the doctors, you know, they do a biopsy, all sorts of blood, all sorts of fluids, and it's lupus of all things. And I hadn't, there's no one in my family. No what one the hell is know. lupus? This is when you lupus, told me that. Lupus. I like looked it up like, like, what is it? There's so it's many a, diseases you can die from. <laughs> do you know that? Like, we're all lucky to be alive every day. Unbelievable. We're this, we're this old. <laughs> yeah, so lupus nephritis is a uh, it's an autoimmune. So it's when the body attacks itself and because it's lupus nephritis that's it attacks his kidneys. So he was at 50% liver function. He's got 20% damage oh. that, oh that will God. never that were no, so 20% won't come back. 30% is damaged and it looks like it's repairing. He's still going. So they did you know, chemo, they did uh, cytoxin, they did a first round of chemo, he'll be doing that for six months, there may be hair loss, there may be a bunch of other side effects, a bunch of steroids to try and keep the body from um, attacking itself. And then he's super susceptible to every other disease, because his immune system is being kept at bay right now, right? But doesn't it change as he gets older? Doesn't it kind of get better or no? We're gonna we're gonna see because this is stage four, which is pretty, it's far advanced you know um how did it, it go just, from not noticing to stage four like exactly how, how, this is what i'm trying to say to everyone so i grew up in a medical family i my dad died when i was 13 like everyone around me has died every all every family member i have is dead and i'm friends with all these people like my wife's never had a significant loss or well, her brother died of a drug overdose that's not true but i mean her parents are still alive her her grandparents were are, one of her grandparents is still alive like You know, you know what I'm saying? So many people don't know how precious life is. When you're around death, you realize how lucky we are every fucking day. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's been a wake up, you know, and it's been a wake up, but I've got good people around me, you know, so it's kind of 
easy to walk through. I'm grateful that I'm sober for it, right? And that getting loaded wasn't even an option. Same with you when you when you went through your thing. You know, it's like getting loaded wasn't an option. Uh, I wasn't which is, an option. W- like, which is uh, what but, I want. I, I want people to be able to get that, that being able to walk but so through let's, this. So let's analyze that because never in all of the stuff that I went through, DCFS and Chrissy going nuts and all like, but a lot of our, I've talked to a lot of our listeners know what's going on. I just tell you guys in a general way. My wife relapsed and it was, it was crazy for four months that's all i can say she's stable now everything's great but what a fucking four months like the woman is a hurricane by the way and that's why i love her like she is a fucking hurricane she does not just have wine after fucking dinner Uh, you know what i mean we know a lot we, we know a lot of relapsers after years and years of sobriety that they start drinking, you know, a lot of my friends did that. I think a lot of Mike's friends did that. No, no, no. This is like full on balls to the wall, gang bangers and fucking drugs. And I lived through it and I lived through it never thinking like I want to use or, or run away. I I just, you know, I wanted to keep the kids safe and I wanted to battle with her. I used to tell Sid, I'm going to go toe to toe with her. And Sid knows what toe to toe means. Like I'm not taking any bullshit. I was, I was in her face the whole time. And but it's nothing compared to your child being sick, or nothing compared to you going through some fearful medical stuff. It's nothing like that. It's just chaos and craziness, right? But the funny thing was, so she said something at a hospital, and DCFS got involved. And oh my god, I don't know. If, everybody calls it child services. Here's how you know somebody doesn't know what they're talking about. If you, you call, <laughs> if you call child services or child protective services, it's called DCFS, the Department of, of Child and Family Services. They were no bullshit in your face, in my house, in my, you know, like full on investigation, mm-hmm. but they were always fair. Like I, I can't, I can't, and so many people fear this organization and it's just finally wrapping up now. I just talked to the woman again today and she said, Robert, you've done everything you could pot humanly possible. And I, cause I always feel like I fucked up or I yelled too much or I wasn't good or whatever, you know, that, that shaming, whatever thing you have, you're not supposed right. to yell apparently in our society, Chuck, no matter what's going on around you. If you know what? <laughs> Los Angeles people. If what happened in in Los uh, in 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 Israel happened in L.A., we would get criticized for fighting back. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be criticized for like cussing. You'd be criticized for not handling the situation with grace and compassion towards people trying to kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's what I've gotten through this. I have not been graceful all the time. It's fucking infuriating. Right, right, drugs, right. Drugs, but I, but out, I can say it now because it's all over. It's been over for about a month. But uh, she is fucking. She is one of a kind. That's all I can say. I, I it's halfway through it, I was like, "You're like Fushante level." <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like, like this well, is see. getting into Fushante level. For those of you at home, I think Smitty knows Prashante level. Wiley knows Prashante level. This pigs is like, the there eye. is no, there is no higher. Yeah, pigs in the eye. Pigs <laughs> in the blood. Yeah, <laughs> like, pigs in the blood. Yeah, that's the like, best thing I've ever heard, man. Pigs in the blood? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. see, it's in, and Wiley was one of those guys, you know, Smitty reached out and he said something nice. I don't know how he knew or how he got my phone number, but well, it was I'm really nice I'm to hear from him. Chuck, I'm a blabber. But, but, <laughs> but it was, it was super cool to hear from him. You know, Wiley, I had like a, a few weeks prior asked him if he could get me parking at this uh, squeeze psychedelic furs show. Cause bug loves psychedelic furs. And I had to tell him, don't worry about the parking man, because, uh, we're not going to be going anywhere. How and, long, you know, how he, long he was, was super. How cute. long was how long was bugging the hospital? Ten days. Eight eight days. Eight days. That's eight a long time for a, long for a little time, kid man. to be in the fucking hospital. Oh man. Dude, oh god. You know you know how when you see your kids doing something and it, you just in awe of how well they're doing it. Talk about a little guy just being brave, getting blood taken two, sometimes three times a day, getting poked, getting biopsied. Yeah, and all the, you know, telling the same story over and over, you know, dealing with this blood pressure, not being able to hold down food, throwing <laughs> wait, up, so, everything. So they did, a, they did a liver biopsy or a kidney biopsy? Kidney. kidney. I got to be honest here. So when I got that bad report about my liver, 30, uh, whatever, it was 19 on a 25 scale of cirrhosis or whatever, they wanted to do a biopsy. And I've always heard that it's so painful. I was like, no, 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 I don't want a biopsy. And they're like, you need to get a biopsy. And I was like, no, 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 no. And so I am such a wimp. I would rather not know whether I'm going to die <laughs> oh, man, yeah. well. go through the pain of what, and just, it was somebody told me how painful the biopsy was. I think guilty Mike told me or somebody like that, like, Oh, it's so painful. They go through, you know, like, uh, so I didn't get a biopsy and, uh, and because I'm a scaredy cat because I'm a wimp and your son walked through it. Like at 14 years old, 13 years 13, old. Yeah, 13. You know, and it's, it's just, it, you know, it's just one of those things where people, you know, the people that are, are in the inner circle uh, knew the people I talked to regularly knew because, you know, life got weird. And well, you don't want so, too many people saying, oh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Fuck you with your thoughts and prayers. Don't care about <laughs> no, thoughts I think, and prayers. I, I think it's nice, you know, but it, there, there does come a point where it's just like it starts argument. Like I put something on Eddie Furlong's uh, uh, Insta like five weeks ago, where I just said, "Looking good, man." You know, because he's doing good. He's got teeth yeah, yeah, and he yeah. looks good, yeah, and yeah. everything's going yeah. right. And some some chick attacked me on that, saying he hasn't taken care of himself in years. And if he, you think he looks good, I wonder what the fuck you look like, bro. And oh my like, god, what, what is what is going what is on going with the state of the world? Why the world? I, I was on the way to school today, so there's a guy going 27 miles an hour, right? People driving like uh, at eight o'clock in the morning, knowing everybody's trying to get to work every time. But he's going to school. We live in a big retirement area like Claremont, like Foothill uh, Baseline, and it's a lot of retired people. A lot of people driving Corvettes that are like seventy-five years old. Guy's going twenty-seven in a thirty-five, Chuck, oh, and it's a single-lane road. When I get to the left turn, trying to get my kids to school. He starts to go in the left lane. There's two lanes on this road that we're turning left on on Foothill. He starts going left lane. I go around and I speed up. He speeds up and tries to of cut me off. Like, right? And I'm thinking like, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm just trying to get my kid to school. We're on second truancy level right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is this guy's 
problem. I look over, he's like a 75-year-old Laverne guy that's going out to get coffee with his buddies and talk about, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he probably talks to like Tom Mater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, why are you in such a hurry there, boy? What? Whoever designed those uh, shorts with the pockets on the sides, who designed that? Like, you know, like the way down by the, the, by the, the stream of the shorts. Short. Yeah, what is that? By someone they who didn't like here. people. They love them here in Laverne. You know what? They love them. They're, they're called cargo pants. They came from but you the can't, But you can't reach your stuff that's down there, can you? Or I'm <laughs> but, stumpy. But, I'm stumpy armed. I don't know. But yeah, I it makes it so sick. Like, why are your pockets way down there? Because you don't have to wear a fanny pack. It's the it's you gotta the, carry your gun the down there, pack. Bob. You do what? You gotta carry your gun down there. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> maybe. But uh well I'm so I'm so glad it worked out. I saw the picture once Bug got home and he was outside. It was so great. That yeah, so he great. dressed he dressed up as Ozzy on Saturday for a trunk or treat thing and it was I cool to see him. Great. It was cool to see him dress up again. He was good for a couple hours, and that's the thing right now. It's a total gray area. It's not like it's tired. It's, it's scary when you don't know if your kid's going to live or not, and they don't have answers. That's frightening. And now we're in this gray area where it's just like it. You know, I I want him. I want to be able to tell people he's doing great, but he has good days and bad days. Right. You know, there's some things I wanna I wanna take him to, but I don't want to burn him out. And I know how much he doesn't complain. So it's like it. It's a matter of, you know. Now it's just like now we've got some time. We've zero got in. They'll zero in like, I, well, um, uh, you know, they'll zero in with the meds and what works and what doesn't work right now. It's just kind of each individual is an unknowable until you like practice it. Right. That's what they right. do with chemo. That's what they do with all meds. Really? Like I was talking to a doctor at Harvard, by the way, uh, over somebody very close <laughs> to me. And he said, he said, I'm just going to throw everything at it and see what happens. <laughs> That's a, wow. I know people that aren't in the medical profession don't, or psychiatry don't want to think like that. I'm just going to go th throw everything at it and see what happens. Right? Well, that's, Meaning that's... I'm going to use like four or five drugs and see which ones work and which ones doesn't, and which one, what the, what the side effects are and whatever. That's what they do with everything. I hate to tell you. Most people think <laughs> doctors know what they're doing. They're kind of stabbing in the dark a little bit. But they do uh -oh. know what they're doing in the long run. They're zeroing in. They're zeroing in. They're ruling out. They're trying to figure it out what works. And that's what they're doing with bug. And, well, and nephrologists and rheumatologists, because rheumatologists do with auto, autoimmune, and nephrologists are kidney doctors. They're, uh, we, we were told they're the geeks of the doctors at, at Chalk, and they are, but they love their work. They're the kind, they, they love the mystery, the the puzzle. And so, yeah, at first it's just controlling. We, we want to stop the damage. And how do we stop the damage? We stop the autoimmune. So we'll, we'll see, you know, who knows? Who knows where it's going to go or what it's going to do? But it felt good to be in a position where we had insurance, where she has a good enough job where she can take days off and she's willing to do that. You know, I was working half days. You know, my work was super cool to me. So it's like, whatever. I mean, you know, I don't want to say what's next, but um because we got through it and it's it's okay they're gonna and zero people, in they're gonna zero in me and anthony had this friend whose kid was sick in the mattel hospital and we were sitting there and nothing was working like it was kind of working for a few days and it wouldn't work and it, it was just the, that 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 child that i sent you guys pictures from 
we just saw her doing great, right? But just one of the doctors mentioned there is this experimental drug, but it's really hard to get. And that perked me and Anthony's curiosity. Well, like, how do you get it? How do you get that drug that is hard to get experimental? How do you get that? And it takes a lot of pushing, a lot of, lot, you know, a lot of like figuring it out with your doctors and pushing and trying and pushing and trying. So you can't, you can't leave it completely up to them. You got to keep put. Remember, in terms of endearment, where Shirley McLean goes to the to the desk, the nurse's desk, and said, "Give her medicine. She needs medicine right now." Remember that scene? You ever remember that movie? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Where Deborah Winger is sick in the hospital, and she just frantically just gets the nurses to respond to her kid's medical problem. Right? Yeah. You don't remember that? You don't remember the movie Terms of Endearment? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I that was great. Uh, Jack, that was one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch it. <laughs> well, maybe not watch it now because, like, well, no, it's the mother who gets sick and dies. And there's a scene where the little boy is saying goodbye to her. He's like eight years old and she goes, she's saying goodbye and everybody knows it. And this is real life shit. And he's, uh, he's walking out the door and he's crying. And she says, I think that went well, don't you? And he's like nodding his head and he's crying. Remember that Mike? It's one of the greatest yeah. scenes of real life ever, ever. I know. And so I can't believe you didn't see that movie, Chuck. You're too goddamn young. You were born out of time. <laughs> What are you, 40? What are you, fucking yeah, millennial? I, I, what I is wish. wrong I, with you? I look like 80 <laughs> right now. I don't, I, don't, I don't sleep so good. But you know what? I know that it's it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna be all right. It, it, things are going to be all right. And it's like then it's like that stuff happens, and I find out Mike's not feeling well, and it's just like, gosh, dang it, we, we this group can't catch a break. Yeah, you feel bad. I know. Maybe, maybe we need to go to church. Don't die. Yeah, the Don't Die podcast staff is just like, oh, God, 2023. Mike, you feeling better now? Everybody that, yeah, everybody I spent, that yeah, they, they uh, gave me a bunch, like you were talking about, they gave me a bunch of medication, and one of them was bad and sent my potassium through the fucking roof and my sodium, like, way down which is life-threatening. It can be fatal, you know? So they call you got to go <laughs> in and uh, fucking get this straightened down. I said, sure. So I went and sat for six days and they, uh, you know, they fed me with, they just slowly kind of brought these two levels closer together and now everything's good, but they cut out a couple of medications and gave me new ones. Like you were saying, they just zeroed in on it. Yeah. And everybody's different. That's the thing. So another person, even your age, your health history or whatever, you give them those meds, nothing happens. It's so it, it, like, right. you know, me medicine is in its infancy. Like, you know, they used to, it was only a hundred years ago. They, if you got shot in the leg, they just chopped it off. I mean, and that was, so we're doing that, way better than that. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. The other side of it was if, if this had been, you know, 60 years ago, I wouldn't have a kid anymore, probably, you know, so there's, there was so right. much to be grateful for. And I learned that. Uh, well, let's just go through it. Forward I had I had spinal meningitis as a kid, and they couldn't figure out for for a week and a half. They didn't know, and I almost died in this one hospital in Indio, California, right by the Coachella site. Every time I drive past there, I go, I almost died in there when I was eight years old. Um, <laughs> well, that, but that's and, a joy. 
Uh, yeah, because they didn't know like they uh, uh, how it wasn't, you know, like spinal meningitis wasn't a big popular thing in Palm Springs in 1969. So they just kept popular. It wasn't on the radar. Still. <laughs> it wasn't like Black Pink or something like that. Yeah. So, the 30 so minute they, opener. my sister, who was a nurse, said, we got to get him the fuck out of here. I, and this became family lore. I didn't know. I was unconscious most of the time. And, 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 um, I remember my sister kind of against the JFK hospitals. They, she, they kind of snuck me out and put me in my sister's uh, Volkswagen van. I remember. And she had a bean bag and I just laid kind of where it didn't hurt so much in the bean bag. And she drove me, just me and her to Loma Linda hospital where they had some of the greatest medicine. And, and, um, and I'm only alive because of Loma Linda Hospital, actually. Wow. See? It's, Fast it's forward, not- and both of us, but wait, our kids would not be born if it weren't for Loma Linda Hospital, not just because of me. Chrissy was born four months premature, three and a half months premature in 1986. In 1985, if you were three and a half months premature, you just died. In 1986, they started to have breakthroughs. Guess what hospital she was in for two months in an incubator? Loma Linda Hospital. Yeah, there we go. I mean, so it is medicine is doing miracles, but only here and there, not in Indio. (laughs) In San San Bernardino. (laughs) So not for modern medicine, no Sydney, no Idris. No me, no Chrissy. Right. No house. (laughs) No No Elvis. No Elvis. No, no Isaiah. No, no Elijah. No, I, I, no I Isaiah. Said, I said Isaiah. No Isaiah. <laughs> My grandson wouldn't be alive if I died in that yeah. hospital. So we're all lucky. Yeah. You know, our kids go through these trials and tribulations. Our, a friend of me and Mike's daughter was one of the Adwala kids that drank the non-pasteurized a- apple juice and a bunch of kids died. But she lived because the parents were crazy due diligence of trying to find the right hospital, children's hospital on Vermont. Um and the right doctors who knew how to deal with it, right? You know what? Total shout out to Chalk. That, that place is insane, and they take care of people. That place is insane. Oh my oh, god! Nice. I never seen nice. what. But what a what a. I mean, really, it's we're lucky to be in alive or alive in a time where if we, you know, what the thing about Chalk is, if we would have went there even without insurance, they would have taken care of us, right? And that's you know, in Santa so Ana? Is that in Santa Ana? It's in Anna? Orange. Yeah, it's in Orange. Off the, well, off the Orange is a nice Orange is a nice way of saying Santa Ana. You know, it, it is it, here's the it, thing it, about here's the thing about when I was a kid, it was the Santa Ana Freeway. You went to Disneyland, you got on the Santa Ana Freeway. Santa Ana now has been disenfranchised for decades and like that's the leadership and business owner uh, leadership of santa Ana. let it go to shit has a great zoo is it, it was a it's a great town but somehow you know it just got forgotten and now no one wants to mention santa Ana. santa Ana must be just really tiny like four blocks because east side <laughs> because the east side says it's tustin i go this is not yeah. tustin this is fucking yeah. santa Ana. no it, it's tustin and, and then other people in north will say they're fullerton i'm like dude this is santa Ana. 
<laughs> Santa Ana. By the way, Santa Ana goes all the way past west on the 22 freeway. And everybody <laughs> over there says, oh, no, this is Westminster. Or this is Garden Grove. Like, no, it's not. It's Santa Ana. <laughs> well, Why is know, everybody so ashamed of the Santa if, Ana? If we go back far enough, it's all Mexico. So really? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. They got, they got the Orange County School of Arts there that's just amazing veronica santa Ana is amazing town it gets shit on by that fucking disneyland anaheim people yeah that whole <laughs> downtown area and then there's a whole victorian like area that just houses are beautiful well mike there's you been, lived, there's been you a lot of gentrification in, but mike mike does remember i lived in culver city of beverly hills and whatever and if we were going to disneyland we were going to Santa Ana. Nobody talked about Anaheim. It was fucking Santa Ana. <laughs> that was the, I'm telling you. Same ago? thing. The same thing has happened to San Bernardino. San Bernardino is a great fucking historic town. And it just gets shit on because it's got high crime and disenfranchised hey, Bob, and it's whatever. Not, it's not San Bernardino, it's Redlands. It's Yakaipa. It's Yakaipa. It's not San Bernardino, it's Yakaipa. Uh, I'm telling you, they, they these these people love switching the names. So San Bernardino, by the way, if you look it up, first place the Rolling Stones ever played in America, San Bernardino Auditorium. Wow. Everyone played this. Hendrix played there. The Beatles played there. San Bernardino people, not Redlands, not fucking Yakaipa, not Calamesa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, but you know, you change the name, you up the rent. There's money to be made. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just you take get rid of the bad apples or whatever. I just, you know, it's crazy. But I'm glad you guys are better. I'm better. So what do we know? We didn't want to, we didn't none of us used. We didn't want to use. At least I didn't want to use. I never not one second did I go, wow, I should just get drunk or get high. And that'll I just and I know people in AA. Uh, you know, I had this thing happen to me. I think it was, I'm trying to think. So it was before Elvis was born. So that's 13 years. I got 27. So I was around my uh, 12th birthday, right? And it was in February, right? I said this at a meeting. And I said, so, so you know, I've got almost 12 years. And uh, whatever, I said that, right? Going... <laughs> Edging my bet like a month and a week or something, right? Oh, you can bet what happened, right? After the meeting at dinner, like a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine that Mike knows came up to me. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? You know, you know, you know I've been around a long time. He's been around a long time, Chuck. And he just wanted to remind me that overconfidence is where relapse lies. Oh, I said, yeah. No, I think arrogance is where we have so <laughs> And I right, want to bet you, and I said it, and I walked towards, we were at a pizza party, and I walked towards everybody. I said, hey, everybody, you know, I said I had 12 years tonight, and I don't until March 16th, and it's February 8th or whatever. <laughs> so I want to do a thing here. So so-and-so thinks that I'm going to use because I'm arrogant. He was trying to tip me off that, or that, you know, I'm overly confident, and that's the road to relapse and all this kind of hocus-pocus mumbo-jumbo. I want to bet you guys a thousand bucks and a thousand bucks I will not use between now and March 16th. And I'm going to give you a caveat. <laughs> I'm not going to go to an AA meeting that entire time. 
And everyone looked at me like I was nuts. And the guy who told me is like, what are you saying? I said, you think I'm on my road to ruin or whatever? Are you willing to put up a thousand bucks? And I'll drug test. I'll drug test every three days. There's no way to beat it, you know, within three days. So I'll drug test for three days. I'm not going to go to any meetings. I'm going to try to become as self-obsessed as I can. I'm going to romanticize using. I'm still not going to use <laughs> because my motto is you don't use no matter what. AA makes it easier to not use no matter what. But that whole bullshit of like, I misspoke how many years I had. And so that's a, oh, that's a slit. You're going to, you're re the road to relapse is what his term was. That's the road <laughs> to relapse. Overconfidence right. is the road to relapse. Unsolicited. This guy wanted to take me aside from dinner to just make me aware that I'm on my road to relapse. Huh. <laughs> right, right. Well, that like, same people. What pe makes people a <laughs> what, what makes a person so arrogant to do that? Is it Over a that gives people overconfidence? <laughs> right, right. No, it's so crazy. When I got like unsolicited, if I, I was all nervous or anxious about it, or thought it was you know uh, you know a bad thing what I did, yeah, reassure me. But. Like I, you know, I made, I said, I'm, I got almost 12 years or whatever. And I was, I just said it in a way that he didn't like. And so he then wanted to give me unsolicited advice. He didn't want to put up the thousand bucks, by the way. Uh, did not want to bet a thousand dollars. You know, it, 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 it's funny how you deal with stuff and how I deal with stuff. I would, what do you say to that? <laughs> I would have just, I would have just said, yeah, you fucking mind your own business, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been done, you know. Yeah, I did it. I did well, a the grandiose. Like, I, know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, awesome. Teach well, to thine own self be true. To thine own self be true. That's the difference between a front man and a guitar player. I get <laughs> right. it. That's why I'm a bass player. Because we're yeah, even right. behind the guitar players. <laughs> I would have just gone, okay. <laughs> oh my god. People so, told me that shit when I got. Let's get around to addiction. So I'm telling you, less people are dying. That's I don't know great. what the numbers are now, but something happened. Are you are noticing it, Chuck? People? For sure. Oh, maybe maybe we thinned the herd of all the overly confident addicts that aren't think they're yeah, not going to yeah. die. Well, you know, <laughs> it could be maybe young. only the cautious ones remain. Only the cautious <laughs> addicts remain. <laughs> what it only took like two, three hundred thousand people dying for people to maybe start catching on. That's a crazy. Yeah, no, number. I was always a cautious addict. You know, I used to. You know, I I was I was a big promoter of heroin. I know I introduced it to a lot of people, and I, I'm sorry about that or whatever. I live with that <laughs> kind of so weirdness. Sincere. Every time, I'm every sorry time about I hear that or whatever. Every, no, it's serious. <laughs> every time I hear a Sublime yeah. song, I go, Ah, shit! I shouldn't have fucking turned that kid on. But um, but but let me tell you this: that that uh, something is happening where people are are really what we wanted to get across two years ago or three years ago has gotten across now people talk about it addicts in treatment talk about it like you can die like you got you know they have so many friends that have died people are being mm -hmm. more cautious and i was always cautious like i remember i would leave treatment after two weeks and just not like what the counselor said or something when i would go home i would smoke it i would not go shooting speedballs right away 
I would smoke it because I know I, you know, I got to get my tolerance back up or I got to get acclimated to this. Maybe all the people that are just hell bent for leather have died. It, it is like might be true. And their deaths have caused many people to use more cautiously. Because I'm telling you, it's going that might down. Be. It very well might be. And, and you did Road to Ruin and Hellbent for Leather. You did Ramones and Judas Priest in your little talk. Right. There. That's cool. Um, right. <clears throat> but the uh, I think that the people that I'm meeting now don't seem, well, at least the ones I'm meeting in at work, you know, they are doing the meth. The grimy drugs are back you know the meth that used to be seen as like a low class thing by people who did cocaine is, well, is coke, way more acceptable well, no even coke there like when it was at the height of death nobody's doing coke or meth five years ago right they, they acted like they didn't even know what it was and i was like you might want a little mix a little coke in there um not, you know i got crucified but, but, for that but the suicides the <clears throat> the uh the homelessness the the amount of people that are homeless due to addiction is just insane the amount of street people is just insane hey did and you I see that mike in long beach that guy tried to rape that woman in broad daylight in front of a bunch of people right near your house i think in long beach no, i didn't see it yeah it was all over the news because there was of course video uh cameras of it do you know everywhere we go we're being video cameraed i realized that yeah. like Everywhere you go, you're on video. Like I was, you know, you're at the gas station, they're videotaping you in the gas, in the, in the, um, where you get the gas, where you put your credit card in, there's camera there. There's cameras everywhere. We're, we're being videotaped at all times. I'm actually we're, glad like, about that. I don't give a shit what they see me doing. I'm doing, doing anything wrong. No, if I know, anything, but it it's is, an alibi. but it is you weird. Know? It is weird in a country based on privacy that you can just be videotaped all the time. It's kind of weird that well, that, that got through. Nobody questions the, it. George Orwell, man, it's coming true. Well, you know, Star it's weird here true. because it, because it's hidden, you know, at least in like England proper in, in um, London proper, the cameras are everywhere and they don't hide the fact there's cameras yeah, on here every street here going like, everywhere. Well, yeah. I, I, I caught on because I saw, you know, in some news thing where the, the camera was inside the gas station and the guy, guy lit a cigarette and caught himself on fire. And the camera angle was <laughs> from the gas pump, right? And so then when I was at the gas pump, I was looking at it like, yeah, there's a camera right in there. It's filming everything. It's like, it's so weird. It's so weird to like, what are they filming it for? Does anybody know? Like what can go wrong at a, I guess well, you can catch yourself get, on fire. Yeah. The clickbait for catching on fire fraud, I guess. Oh yeah. The fraudsters. People that, uh, you know, are malicious, uh, the vandals that destroy the pumps, the people that drive off with the thing in their gas tank. I still, have like done I did. that. Me it too. Has a, it has <laughs> Stone a disconnect. Cold I did that. It has a dis <laughs> I know. I've done it. I've done it two times. Like oh, it has a disconnect shit. thing. Yeah. It has like a little does. emergency thing. But I just put the thing back on the pump and let it hang there and split. I didn't feel good about it. I never did that. No, I went, I went in one time and then I did, I, I didn't realize I'd done it the second time until I made a, I pulled out of the gas station. I made 
to the right, and I saw the thing laying there in the gas station. I was like, holy shit, I did it again. Because I had done it the <laughs> first time and brought it in and apologized. They wanted like $80 for the emergency thing. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not paying that. That's just cost of doing business. Sorry. And uh, like, uh, and like, uh, I didn't have $80. I didn't have yeah. $80. So, it probably doesn't cost. It's such a random number. How do, how do I know that's the price of it? I mean, people do weird things, right? That yeah. could have been fraud. Maybe there's no fee was. for it, and that person just wanted to make $80. Why did they pick uh, 80? Round number, 80. I always wondered why nobody in a car chase, you know, these, these pursuits, how come they didn't just drive to LAX and go in one of the parking structures and get out and fucking, by the time they saw them on the, they can't fly in there with a helicopter. Well, no, I, 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 you know, there's an avid listener who texted me, hey, is something wrong? Are you guys still doing the podcast? He texted me the other day. I won't say his name because I don't think his two teenage boys knows that this happened. But a friend of ours, <laughs> a friend right. of ours, Mike, from back in the day, um, was in a car chase and he thought, where can I go that, to ditch the helicopter? And he was, I guess, pretty, pretty coked out because it was pretty pretty free thinking and he was somewhere in west hollywood and he thought i'll drive into the to the beverly center uh parking structure and then the helicopter won't know where i am and he did it and he went against traffic and went up against traffic and the cops got kind of tangled up with a bunch of traffic at beverly center and he got away went into the mall and then went into a shopping center and got away right yeah. i really don't think he's ever told his boys this i doubt it Wait, stop uh, saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it could be right. anybody. <laughs> but he was my hero. So since when he told me that in the 90s, I was like, fuck, if I ever relapse and I'm ever in a car chase, I'm going to a, <laughs> a mall and just drive in the park. Those, you know, the Glendale, Glendale Galleria or the Beverly Center where he did it, they're fucking huge. They got five levels of parking. You just drive around and around and have the cops chasing you and jump out and jump down to next level or something you can well, if you're get in a away. stolen car that's great but if you're not that's another right wow you can yeah Especially there's a lot days. and the airport they cannot fly into so you just drive in take the side you know go into you could even just drive in and go to a terminal and fucking change your throw your jacket away and be gone i'm gonna tell you another theory a friend of ours has very good close friend of the programs his theory is there's not a lot of cops. I make a good amount of money. I'm just going to drive however I want. And once in a while, I'm going to get caught and I'm not going to complain. Right? And right. guess what? So I compare and contrast. He hasn't gotten a ticket in like three years. He just drives however fast he wants, wherever he wants. He makes turns whenever he wants. He does whatever he wants. And, and, but he's willing to suffer the consequence of the action. He's safe. You know, he's not like driving around like a car chase person, but he just <laughs> does whatever, yeah. you know, he just you roll the dice you by get... the, and you roll the dice and you're going to, I've gotten two tickets and I kind of, I'm always trying to be cautious and I go fast <laughs> when I don't see cops and I'm always nervous and anxious about it and stuff. And he's just freewheeling, doesn't give a fuck. And just figures I'm going to get caught once in a while and I pay 500 bucks or do traffic school online, whatever. He's totally fine, has not gotten caught. I'm anxious, but do break the law, but I'm nervous when I'm breaking the law. And I've gotten caught two times, a speeding ticket and an illegal on Hollywood Boulevard. I got an 
illegal turn in a business district. Right by what? Los Palmas, right by Musso and Frank's. Like, there's nothing there. There's no business other than, like, T-shirt shops, right? And I wanted to do a U-turn, so I pulled out to the middle divider area and did a U-turn to go to the 101 freeway, right? And the guy pulls, a, a bike person pulled me over at the stoplight at Cherokee. Pedal bike like, or motorcycle? Me? He can't pedal bike, and he came up to my <laughs> window, and he said, you need to pull over. And I was like, are you serious right now? Like a bicycle can pull a car over? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that it was possible. He just did. <laughs> he just did. Be, and he said that'll be 80 bucks. <laughs> and it was an illegal U-turn in a business district. And I was like, wow. and I was, I was not, I was joking with him, but I was also cranky. Uh, and I was like, Shit. what business is you, you're calling this a business district? It's like a closed porno theater and like t-shirt shops. It's not really the technical meaning, the technical specificity, specificity of business district. <laughs> I think well, that should be reserved for like Century City, downtown LA, you know, Rodeo Drive. I don't think Hollywood Boulevard at Cherokee is a business district. Oh, it is. Come on, really? It's got businesses. You can't do a U, a U turn on Hollywood Boulevard because it's some fancy business district. Fuck that. And those kids go doing wheelies <laughs> around in the center of Highland. Oh, they don't you gotta stop go get them. those kids. Those kids are trouble. Get they, them. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're spinning their tires and going round and round and round. Oh, I'm, I'm aware. Just trying to, yeah. I'm trying to get to the freeway to beat the three o'clock traffic. Come on, yeah. I'm just doing a U turn. And I got a speeding ticket. So I've gotten two tickets and my insurance went up. And the guy I know that doesn't abide by any laws has not gotten stopped in years. <laughs> Take that that's for what it's just, worth. That's just uh, the universe. You know, the, the universe knows the first police can smell fear. They track it. <laughs> and, and, and they knew you'd pay it. You know, those kids on the, on the, the motorcycles aren't going to pay the ticket because they don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Maybe that. Did they close 4th Street Bridge because of all the spinning out and all that? I heard they did. That that bridge, have you been there to the new 4th Street Bridge in downtown LA that's become this big center? I, I, of like I've, seen, I've seen it. I've seen that it's got great places you can climb on. Yeah, you yeah, can walk all the way over the loop. Did anybody yeah. design that? Now, understand, like, somebody made a clay version of that. A bunch of thousands of people looked at it and said, this is awesome. This is the way we need to go. This is, you know, to get a project like that and be the designer of it, whatever. And nobody thought, hey, teenagers are going to probably want to walk over that. Yeah, but you've like, got to be crazy to do that. That makes my feet hurt just thinking about it because that's up high. Well, they're going up. I've I've been there and I got out. I w I was thinking about it. <laughs> oh no, not me. No, but if I determined it was unsafe because going up from the East LA side, walking up over from, and from Boyle at Heights? the top. That yeah, Boyle Heights. Walking up it and getting to the top is easy. But going down, you're like 400 feet right into the L.A. River. Like I walked <laughs> over and I was like, I don't know what I would be feeling like right at the top there. Yeah. Right? Because you got to right. keep walking west. You don't want to turn around and walk back down where you came from, even though it's less steep there. You're only going to drop 100 feet, not 400 feet. But those kids are going, walking over that fucking thing. Maybe and nobody that designed it thought, hey, <laughs> Daredevil teenagers might. I bet you kids have ride their bikes over it. Oh, Mike, do you God. know what you I'm know what? talking about? 
No, I've never seen it. There's a Forest Street bridge that we knew when they made, and it has this half circle that goes over the top, right? It's a, it's like three and a half, four feet wide. And it's, it's like an arch? It's like, yeah, dare, an arch. it's like, I dare you to climb me. I, yeah, I think what they sure, should do is like, for sure, though, whoever designed <laughs> that has never met a teenage boy. For sure has never. Right. I've got the solution. Well, it's no probably, is, it, is it a bike lane? Do people, people no, are, no, 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 it's, 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 it's no it's one's supposed to go there. Area. It's the arch. It's the arch of the bridge, but it's like oh, four shit. foot wide cement <laughs> and you could walk over it, but it's oh, over a 400 foot cliff straight down to the LA river cement. Oh, no, you're not supposed no. to go up there. I got you. Yeah. No, let's no but steps. people are doing it. People are doing if you it. Put, I, if you put steps up one side, and a slide down the other. <laughs> you've got you've got entertainment. I think I think we've solved the problem. Let's the people will line up to do that. Yeah, plexiglass on the sides so that they can't fall off. It's, it costs like a billion dollars to build too. I heard, and they I like am, a billion. No, I haven't dollars. seen it yet, but I do <laughs> go to that. I do go to that Gorilla Tacos right in there. That that place is yeah. So go look cool. at it. it's pretty cool. But there's always people there. It's like a hangout spot, and they do the spinning cars. The the you know the little tiny spinning cars. <laughs> what is that? They just love. They're the, just there they, all the time. They do they so, do donuts and they do drifting. They in do there. donuts like they do it here by my house at my street that goes to the main street because it's like a a cool. It's called a street area. takeover. It's called a yeah street takeover. yeah, but. But have they never seen uh, smoke come out of tires? Like, is it like that fascinating they, to them? They shut it down the <laughs> yeah. other day because they were lighting fire. They had a big giant like firework display and all this stuff. They were <laughs> partying and they had a they had like these like full on firework show. <laughs> right in the street, yeah, 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 right in the street, man. And they were just like partying, man. All right, well. <laughs> I'm telling you, youth culture is alive and well. They're walking over bridges. They're spinning donuts in the streets, and they're getting smarter about the use of fentanyl. So, Chuck, our work is done. Our work is oh. done. So this is this is it. I doubt it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been great working with you guys. Yeah, I'm glad we solved a we solved a major problem in the United States, and that's what we set out to do was to we solve did. a. So we made awareness Michigan. of the fentanyl overdose deaths. We made America aware, or at least 10,000 people aware of that. 10,000 people, by the way, that don't use fentanyl. So I don't know how um, much goodwill we did. Uh, you, think like addicts, we you think using addicts listen to the show? No way. It's a bunch of sober can, people. Can you Photoshop us in front of a mission accomplished banner? Right? <laughs> yeah. The one, <laughs> the one that W. Bush was in front yes. of. Yes. Right, right, yes. right. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I, I think that should be the new don't die. Overdose deaths are going down. My prediction is 2023 will be less than 2022 for the first time in what, seven or eight years? Awesome. That would be wonderful. Awesome news. That's a bunch of more kids that are going to irritate me at Taco Bell, but that's okay. That's okay. I want them alive. The whole theme of it. (laughs) Me too. Stay alive and irritate the fuck out of me. Like... I said something. I gotta get. I gotta get some retail interaction. Uh, So this kid was uh, at Taco Bell, and uh, he gave me something wrong, right? And I'm sitting in my car, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah." And then, but I wanted it because I realized, like, no, I said, "No, I'll, I'll keep it." 
And he said, well, but yeah, but you're going to have to pay for it. I said, mm, I don't know if technically that's true. <laughs> <laughs> because you've already it's already what was it like six dollars <laughs> no it's in my it's in my car actually he gave it to me it's in my car uh, okay but so but, but i was take waiting. off and go to the airport I was, no i should have i would have if he didn't have my fucking uh frozen coca-cola drink he hadn't given me oh so i said i said no nah, just let's forget it and he's like I'll, I'll, I'll get in trouble. And I go, you're not going to get in trouble. It's a simple mistake. Everybody makes it. Don't worry about it. And I'm trying to get him to hand me the fro the freezy Coca-Cola thing, right? He won't do it. He's holding it on the counter. And I'm like, and so I take the thing out. It's those uh, cinnamon sugar, like, you know, those uh, sugary things, right? Yeah, churros. Mini churros, you know, yeah. Wh whatever they are. So I hand it to him. And I go, dude, you're not going to get in trouble. And he says, I'll get fired. <laughs> he goes, I'll get fired. I said, look at the sign. And there's a huge sign right next to his face in the, in the pickup delivery window. Hi now hiring $16 an hour, $18 an hour or whatever. I said, no, they're not going to fire you because they'd need even more people. No one wants to work. So you got nothing to worry about. But I understand. Keep the truth. I said, no. And he went to get him and I held on to him. I said, you're going to eat him, aren't you? And he goes, what? And I go, well, who's going to eat him? Because they've been made for nobody. You can't, if it's the guy behind me, you can't give him to him. I, I could have gotten COVID on him. You can't give, the, you can't put this in a bag for the guy behind me. So you <laughs> got to eat it or throw it away. But wouldn't it be just better if you just let me keep it? And he was like, I'm done having this conversation. <laughs> That's what the kid said. He's like 20 years old. And I was like, yes, there is hope. He stood up to me. He stood up to me and said, I'm done having this conversation. It was amazing. Why does everybody say that to me? <laughs> I hear that every day. I'm done. Well, okay. So I'm going to say, I'm done having this conversation, guys. I'm going to watch the Lakers post-game show, and I'm glad you guys are back on track and love to bug and love to everyone out there. Here's our first podcast yeah. in many weeks, and I hope you uh, got – I hope that was ex explanation of why we haven't been around. It wasn't my problems. It was Chuck's problems and Mike's problems. I'm third <laughs> problem man. On the Don't and Die I, podcast, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> the the buy. I mean, it was just like, man, for me to not not do this and not go to rehearsal and not go to shows, it was it was hard to not do what I and to not go to work some days. It was hard for me to do, but it, it you know, priorities, baby. Well, bug, we love them. We'll talk. We'll talk next them. week. Let's try to get another one in before the end, before the weekend, Mike. How about that? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I All love right. you guys. See you later. NBA, you NBA basketball Thank starts you, tonight. Bye bye. Bye. Don't die out there. Or start. Don't die. Or, yeah. Bye. Don't go play on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>